0: Hey, welcome back everybody to another episode, minor to major, how to win in this unfair game of life. This is a short cast on how to win in this unfair game of life. We should form our own views and opinions and maintain our own values while accepting and seeking understanding from others. Listen to understand. Here to help you turn your minor setbacks into major comebacks. Everybody, my name is Jeremiah Rankins. I am uh, the host of winning in this unfair game of life and I am glad to be with you to share uh, the third part of our series, my series of uh, how to recover, how to recover from falling down. Like I mean, you know, so many people uh, experience minor setbacks. What I like to refer to them as minor setbacks. It could be very tra- traumatizing. It could be. Um, it could definitely be. Uh, life stunting you know it could definitely stunt your growth whatever your experiences have been Um, but you know I believe that everybody has the power everybody within uh, you know their their own capacity has the power uh, to overcome their challenges and I say their own capacity because you know some people have you know uh, low functioning autism or uh, you know, medical issues that really hinder them, um, from, you know, doing things that, uh, another able body would be able to do that. So that's why I say that within their own capacity, but this is part two of how to recover from falling down. Uh, so just to recap, uh, the first two were delay immediate self-gratification where you don't look for those immediate satisfying results. Okay. The other one was mindset is everything. Mindset. Begin to start speaking, talking, dressing, walking as if you are already in the place where you want to be in life. It's practice and it starts with mindset. And I cannot do it alone. This is episode three, part three of this series of how uh, I point out how you cannot do this alone. Your journey to recovery, uh, to be successful, cannot do it alone. You need help. So when we come back from this quick break, I'm going to jump back in. I'm going to jump into where uh, I really want to emphasize how you need your tribe. We'll be back after these brief messages. Hi everybody. So you know that I have a book on my website www.minor to majortxcom I encourage you all to go to the website and either upload the PDF file or you can go ahead and get the paperback off of Amazon. There's two links there on my website www.minor to major tx.com and invest in your children, your youth and your family, your loved ones today. Let's get it. Okay, we're back. Part three, how to recover from falling down. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to start off with a story of when I came home. I can remember in 2009, it was a hot summer day. I came home um, via bus. So I, I took a, uh, you know, when you get released, they give you a bus ticket to wherever you want to go in the state of Texas. And so my parents, they offered to pick me up. My my dad offered to pick me up from the Walls unit in Huntsville, Texas. Um, but I decided to, uh, take the bus to San Antonio. He could pick me up from San Antonio. So bus stopped in Houston. We dropped off, uh, some guys from Houston Then we, uh, kept on pushing to San Antonio. Took me several hours to get home about, about four or five hours to get home, uh, to San Antonio. He came and picked me up, uh, in a convertible and boom, I was on the road. So, um, we're on the way home and we're in the convertible, it's got the drop top down, we're driving by 18 wheelers, it was freaking me out, uh, because I hadn't been in a vehicle like that in years, in over five years, and so anyways, so we got home, um, I I had food in the refrigerator, and had uh, my own bedroom, I had a safe place to lay my head, that's number one, uh, number two, uh, I went out to get benefits, so I heard about these benefits available to convicted felons when they come home from prison. So I went out to get SNAP benefits, which is food stamps. So I got food stamps, and so now I've got my own food. I've got, uh, or food to share, um, something to contribute to the house. So I had food, uh, I had family uh, to support me. My mom was out on a trip, she was a flight attendant, so... Uh, she came home, and we were back on. You know, family. Uh, they were helping me uh, reacclimate to you know society, and immediately I hit the ground running, trying to reach out to old girls, and I was also trying to reach out to uh, people to get employment. And so uh, I would go knock down doors. I, back then, Radio Shack was still open, uh, but I would walk in with my resume nice presented nice uh, you know tie slacks and a nice shirt you know they would say all our applications are online and I'm like golly what and so you know mind you I haven't worked in the past five years so I'm trying to market myself I'm almost done with the story y'all. just hold on so I'm trying to market myself by walking in there presented well and being able to speak well trying to win somebody you're like, no, all applications are online. How do I compete with a whole bunch of applications online? I haven't worked in five years. Very difficult. So, folks, look, I struggled, but I had the backbone of my family. And that brings me to episode 27, It Takes a Village, part three, how to recover from falling down. You cannot do this by yourself. And throughout my journey, it's not just been mom, dad, it's been brother. It's been community leaders. It's been uh, business owners. Deborah Jackson at Devlin Health Concept stuck her neck out and she took the risk of hiring a convicted felon. Knowing I was going into people's homes, it's a liability issue. It's a liability issue. What if, what if I would have broken into somebody's house? I would have stole from them. What if I, I, I lost my temper because someone, one of these really, really, really acute uh, psychotic patients called me a nigger. And I got mad and I beat him up. That was a huge liability and she she took the risk on me. She hired me and I didn't have any incidents, but again, it was a risk on her part. It was a huge liability. They sued going back on my background. She automatically loses and her company goes bankrupt. She took that risk on me. There's like San Angelo. Uh, I was just looking at a uh, a picture of my first internship at what is called uh, ADAC. I think it's like Alcohol Drug Abuse Council of the Concho Valley, and that's in uh, San Angelo, that San Angelo, Texas. And I, I looked at some of their autographs and. Or not autographs, but they had you know sent me a farewell, good luck to you, and all this other stuff. I put that in a picture frame and it's hanging up in my office wall, and I'm staring at it right now while I'm in the studio. Like I, 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 I can recall so many instances where people knew about my criminal background and they took the chance on me. It was usually one person that would go to their supervisor. They would say, hey, look, I got this guy. I want to give him a chance. I got a good feeling about him. Mike Costellano, out in San Angelo, Texas. Look, I can name so many different uh, agencies, individual people who helped me be successful in my own right, where I am today. And so uh, I say all that to tell you. I, there's a sense of pride in our in lower income communities. Oh, I got it from the mud. I came up from nothing. I did this by myself. Like, there's a praise to that, that mindset. But I'm here to tell you it's flawed. That is how poor people remain poor. They don't respect people who have uh, accepted handouts. They don't respect people as much if they got financial help or they received any type of help. On the way to the top. There's a reason why. There's a reason why poor people hate rich people who have generational wealth. They feel like they didn't have to work for it. They feel like they cheated. Versus someone who has come from the hood and uh, now they're extremely wealthy. We praise that in our rap music. Rags to riches. The story tale. We love that. We love that success story versus those who um, uh, were born into millions of dollars or born in, born with a silver spoon in their mouth, quote-unquote, silver spoon in their mouth. Well, I, I tell you what, that's what we all want, though. We hate those type of people, those successful people, but that's what we want for our children. It's very flawed, but I digress. Needless to say, folks, it takes a village Not only to raise our children, but to raise each other up, to help each other. It takes a community. It takes a village. And it started off with my mom and dad. I can remember my mom was the only one who would write me and send me money while I was in prison. My stomach would be touching my back. But without her support, I would have been dying. I would have been suffering in there. There were so many days where I would look at the trays that they gave us and I refused to eat it. I couldn't. I could not eat the slop. I just couldn't bring myself to eat these meals. Willacy State Jail down in uh, the valley. Raymondville, Texas. I could not eat some of those meals. Physically, I couldn't force myself to do it. There were some meals where I would force myself to do it, even though it was nasty. But there were some meals I just could not bring myself to do it. So I say all that to tell you all that no matter where you are in your life, I don't care if you are upper middle class. Right now where I am owning a business and having my private practice and doing all the different side hustles that I have, I still need a mentor, a village, somebody in the community to mentor me So, because they are doing what I would like to do. They've already been doing it. They're seeing success in doing it. And so I shadow them. I ask, hey, can, can I learn from you? If I can add any value and it's an exchange, you see people, we need each other and you have to learn how to be resourceful. So uh, that is actually, um, part four. I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but, uh, and I'm not going to dig too much into that, but, uh, we definitely need to lean on our community members and leaders, our family support to help us navigate To our success, whether you are suffering from depression, whether you are uh, you have been in a bad car accident, uh, maybe you're just in recovery, like wherever you are in life, whatever your trauma is and you're in recovery, make sure that you lean on the village, the church. Church leaders, who actually have a heart and they care, there are organized. There's programs, there are uh, groups in the churches. Those of you who are religious, spiritual, I don't know if you go to a mosque, a synagogue, a, a, a cathedral, or a church. Those community leaders, they help you in times like this in your recovery. Reach out to them, and so. Uh, and part three of this, how to recover from falling down. Make sure that you are not focusing on trying to do this by yourself. My brother paid over three grand to help me get back into college. My mom and my dad, my fam- all my family, they, they filled up my refrigerator, bought me a refrigerator uh, for my dorm room. Listen, it takes a village. It takes a village. And so um, I want to point you all to math laws higher or Maslow's hierarchy of needs. It's a pyramid. You all can Google this pyramid. It's Maslow's hierarchy of needs and uh, one of the basic basic needs hierarchy of basic needs for a human being to thrive, be successful, as I describe in uh, the description of this this podcast episode. Motivation increases as needs are met. So it it really works from bottom to top. Let's do that. We're going to work from bottom to top. The very basic needs at the very bottom of the chart is physiological needs, breathing, food, water, Uh, hopefully when you're adult, not when you're a child or adolescent, sex, uh, sleep, Uh, homeostasis and excretion, which is uh, urinating pooping excretion okay very basic needs we need that to thrive makes sense safety security of the body physical abuse sexual abuse um, um, domestic violence uh, security of employment in, in employment money uh, resources um, morale the family safety from the fa- of of the family health and your property making sure nobody's going to steal it it's going to be taken away tomorrow safety and then the love and belonging that's the one that i really want to focus on friendship family sexual intimacy esteem self-esteem confidence achievement respect of others respect by others I'm working my way up. There's uh, five pillars of uh, Maslow's hierarchy of need. I'm trying to run through this because I don't want to put you all to sleep. Stick with me, okay? And then the last is self, self-actualization, your success in your own right, okay? Um, and so let's go back down to love and belonging. It's halfway up. It's right there in the middle of the chart between uh, self-actualization, the very top, and, or uh, self-esteem and safety. Love and belonging, it's right there in the middle of this chart. And love and belonging, is friendships, family, sexual intimacy. Those who do not, those who have a deficiency in having family support, being loved, fe- feeling like they are loved by family, those who are not accepted in their friendships or they have very small uh, friendship social circles, those people tend to lack confidence, self-esteem, And they also feel rejected and abandoned. That Just from hearing that can cause severe mental illness, depression, low self-esteem, low confidence, okay? And so because I had the support of friendships, family, um, intimate family relationships, and the support of friends, resources... I was able to thrive after I came home from prison, okay? And so, again, you all, I can't emphasize it enough. We have got to use uh, what is available to us in our support system. We have to because we cannot do this alone. The last thing that I'll say before I shut up and I end this episode is that you need to find a mentor, if I wanted to be a psychologist, if I wanted to be a professional counselor, I want to find somebody in the community who is willing to mentor me. Maybe one hour, one hour a month, will you mentor me? Get brave enough to ask people to give up their time uh, in exchange for, a, for like a volunteer service. This is volunteer service. And whatever you can offer them, exchange something. I don't know what it is, but do what you can to provide value to them in some way, some capacity. I don't know what that could be for you, but ask for a mentor who has seen success in what you would like to do. Find a mentor, a leader, a church leader, somebody who can get you to the next step. It doesn't need to be your ultimate goal. It could be a small stepping stone to where you want to be in your life. Find somebody who has done it before you, and you will find success. So thank you all for joining me in another episode. This is part three in how to recover uh, from falling down. It takes a village. You cannot do this alone. Thank you all so much. Hi, what's up, everybody? I just wanted to give you a heads up on where you can find information on medications if you head over to uh, www.minortomajortx.com that is the minor to major LLC main page and website Uh, you want to click over the menu button it's going to be at the very top very top it says menu click on that scroll down to resources in the middle of that page on resources there's another tab that sends you to a link it's a PDF download link um, of medications, Texas Health and Human Services Commission, psychiatric drug formulary. Formulari. So this is in Texas, but it can go nationwide. It can go worldwide. I don't care where you are, Germany, Pakistan. I don't care where you are. If you read these, uh, this information about medications, you can see what is being put inside of children's bodies, our adolescent children body. And then you can also see what the recommendation on dosage is for uh, their age. And so, very helpful resource. The only problem is it's 150 pages of nothing nothing but information. So what I'm doing now is pointing you strictly, specifically to the pages that have to do with ADHD. So many of our children are diagnosed with ADHD, bouncing off the walls, can't sit still, disturbance in the classroom, well check this out. If you go to page 92, if you go to page 19 and 92, it'll give you information on psychotropic agent stimulants. Stimulants typically treat ADHD, those symptoms of ADHD in our youth and children. There's medication management professionals, physicians who are against that practice because it is a stimulant, but th- it goes deep into the medication. So I'm not going to get into all that, but uh, that is traditionally what um, medication management professionals use to treat the symptoms of ADHD. Also, uh, good to know, um, it is common practice to start off low and slow whenever um, physicians, MDs, medication management professionals can't start you off with a brand new medication. The reason for that is just in case your body doesn't receive the medications well any allergic reactions or adverse reactions to them the side effects to the medications will be at a minimal cost hopefully at a minimal cost so they start you off very low so hopefully it doesn't hurt the body if medications are not effective that's not a cause for alarm okay it's not a cause for alarm medications probably need to be increased because again um, the safest route is low and slow doctor or whoever pediatrician nurse practitioner whoever it was they started you all or the your child off on low medications just to see how the body would respond okay so page 92 of uh, my document 150 page PDF I'm pointing you specifically to the pages where it talks about um, Treating ADHD symptoms, page 92 and page 90, 19. Go to my website, www.minor2majortx.com. Scroll over to the menu. On the drop down menu bar, go over to resources. Under resources, in the middle of the page, and that, that kind of uh, green, aqua green, whatever that is, bluish green, the very first tab is going to be. Uh, the the medication resources for our children page 92 and 19 I hope that helps out